0: Are back for another episode of Midweek Mentions. I'm Ant at Stano on Twitter. Thanks everyone for joining us tonight. I'm Going to start off by giving props to one of our mentors our Mayor Matt Santini, who won re-election in his home uh, of Cartersville, Georgia. So uh, congratulations! Let's give him a, a round of Woo! applause. Mayor, uh, we love you, Mayor. You're you're great at what you do. You're, as I said today on Twitter, you're you're kind, you're caring and you listen. So, uh, love to have you as my mayor, but all you got to
1: do is, all you got to do is move to Cartersville. And those are very kind words. And, you know, I, I'd kind of mentioned earlier in the day and thank you for, for giving me a second to do that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's an interesting experience to see your name on a ballot and to be able to, uh, have the opportunity to serve, you know, we're a city of about 20,000 people and, um, I got about 90% of the vote and, uh, it's, I think it's a, an affirmation, not necessarily the job I'm doing, but part of the job that the entire organization is doing. And so I'm happy to happy to continue doing that. Most of my job is helping people and solving problems. And I like that. And, uh, but it does do while you're standing at the polls, kind of get some affirmations from people and you kind of reflect on a lot of things on election day. And, you know, one of the things I really reflect on is the friendships that we've developed with all of you and, and everybody in the Lauer after hours family. It's, uh, you know, you just got to reflect. And so you start thinking about some of those things, family or people that are a positive influence in your life. And I count all of you uh, among that. So, so thank you for that.
0: And uh, let's move on to the show. You're welcome. It's it's much deserved, as I said. So we're going to start off going out to Allie. You got a sports stop. You're going to hit us with tonight. What do you got?
2: Yeah, so this is actually applicable because of Mayor's Braves that just won the World Series for the first time in 20-something years. So Woody talked about on the show that if your team was in the championship game, whether it be whatever sport it's in, um, would you be happy? Would you be stressed out? Would you enjoy it? Would you be sad? So this... This weekend is the NASCAR championship, so there's four drivers vying for the title. I don't have a driver in the fight. I took this season off as a lame duck season trying to find a driver for next year. So I want all chaos to happen during the race. Just the worst driver imaginable, which is Denny Hamlin. You Denny Hamlin. You need to win the championship so everybody can be all pissed off at NASCAR. But I wanted to go around around the horn as in would you how would you feel if your team was in the championship?
0: All right. So I'll start off. And uh, I, I never have fear or trepidation. I mean, I, when my teams make a title or a championship, I'm excited. I, I love it. I think it's great. I'm even as big of a Yankee fan as I am, which is pretty big. If they lose, I might be sad for a little bit, but it's not like it's not going to ruin my month. It's not going to ruin my year. So I'm always excited when my teams make make a championship or a title run or, or, or whatever, you know, for me um in many ways the opposite is like my knicks that have stunk for so damn long and it's heartbreak to invest in something that you know is going to or my jets heartbreak to invest in something that you know is just not going to turn out right so when my teams make you know like i said a championship i'm excited i'm ready to go let's do this i'm excited i get i get amped up i'm cheering i'm clapping i'm i've got a pep in my step even if they end up losing it's still like i'm excited for it so that's me
1: your Knicks you do, your Knicks do stink. And My Knicks do well this season good we're looking seven.
0: better, but uh,
1: yes. What I like they're right now. We're not terrible. Is I like Bing the bong. false I like the false hope that you're getting these first seven games of the season. Trust me, it's just building up and I
0: can't wait. The truth is we're middle of the road. I mean, we're gonna be a three, four, five, six seed, as that's what the Knicks are gonna be. And and until we get a superstar, which I don't think we have on the team. You, you, we're not going to take the next step. We, we should win a playoff series the way things are looking now, but you know, it also depends who we face. If you, you know, if you happen to face the Sixers or the Heat, you could very easily go out really, really quickly. So, you know, there's a spot in the Heat bandwagon. Come on, <laughs> no, come on, do it. I'm sorry, man. Do it. Pat Riley did us dirty the way he left. Now, I can respect Pat for what he's done in Miami and how he continues to. As Dan was talking about, I think it was yesterday, being able to just sort of reload out of the blue. Like, you think they're done, and the next thing you know, like, how'd this happen? Like, you know, you get Kyle Lowry, and, and all of a sudden, your offense is is a fine-tuned machine compared to where it was last year. So um, I can respect Pat, but I can't stand him. And so no. Sorry, John. I won't be joining a heat bandwagon. You're lost. So Schweitz, what do you got as far as sports teams go? How do they affect so, you, necessarily? So generally,
3: I'm uh, I get pretty excited because... I mean, I grew up, uh, you know, a Cavs fan, Cleveland Indians, now Guardians fan, Steelers fan. so when, you know, especially when the Cavs were making their run with LeBron um, against the Warriors, like, I understood what that meant to the city and, and and things like that. I also knew the Warriors were a better team, generally. Cavs were never healthy. So I had the right expectations going into that. But, like, the Cavs winning was huge. Um I don't really care if the who wins in football. It's too much of a, a game of attrition by the Super Bowl, so I'm not surprised. I try to set my expectations correctly, and uh, baseball is just fun to watch. I find more people really get into it because when when they make the finals. So generally, just excited. It's nice to have a rooting interest in the game. Like I had no rooting interest in this Astros versus Atlanta, so it was sort of weird to watch, but. Overall, I'm generally pretty good. It doesn't affect me if they lose, but it affects a lot of people around me. So that's sort of how I root for things.
0: So given the World Series, though, and you're not having a rooting interest, do you think, do you go into that series wanting to pick a team? Do you go in and say, okay, I'm hoping the Braves win or i hoping the Ashes win, or are you just in to watch it?
3: Um, I sort of try to pay attention to the narratives a little bit. I don't know most of the players. I do not get to watch a lot of sports right now in general. So, you know, I'll listen to some podcasts. I'll listen to some narratives. You know, I listened to Jeremy Cachet's preview and how he was explaining things. So I sort of make decisions on the fly, see how teams are playing. You know, some I've I've started before watching rooting for one team, and all of a sudden a dirty play happens. It's like, nah, I don't really like that. So we're gonna go with the other team now. Like, I root for a good game. I wanted to go seven. You know, in this case, I wanted to go seven games. I wanted it to be, you know, exciting. I want to see stuff that doesn't usually happen. So that's sort of what I what I hope for. So.
0: So, what about you, John? I know you're not necessarily a huge sports fan, necessarily compared to like maybe me or Matt, for example, or even Ali. So, what do you? Where do you lie on this topic?
4: Oh man, I'm super excited when they when
0: my teams get into something.
4: You know, for the longest time, it's only been really the Heat, um, but when they're in it, I, I I listen to that whole that whole spiel by by the guys in the container about or some of them about. Oh, it's too nerve wracking. It's this. No. I enjoy the ride. Part of the nerve wracking, part of it is is that is the fun of the ride. Like if you're taking a roller coaster, right? That anticipation of you of you getting to the crest of before you fall down. All that is part of the ride and, and not knowing what's gonna happen when you're when you're watching a football game or or the basketball game is really tight or um I haven't watched much much in the way of, of hockey, but that that's all part of the fun for me and win or lose uh, if they win, I'll be ecstatic, but, but it, it doesn't really carry over for too long. Uh, same thing with a loss, a loss. It'll be, you know, no skin off my nose. I certainly uh, I didn't contribute to the team. You know, I didn't work hard. I didn't do that. I just, I was just a fan who, who likes the team. So th- that's how it is for me. I'm curious though, because uh, of this world series, I only watched, I think a game and a half. Did you guys, I certainly aside from Mayor, uh, <laughs> did you guys watch much of it, any of it, all of it? If you guys didn't have a you know, a dog in this race or a horse I in only watched
2: Dansby Swanson clips because hooey, what a looker. Give me more Dansby, and I'll watch look? baseball. I'll watch every single game of baseball if you just put a little like camera on the side and it's Dansby.
0: Holy look him crap. up right now. So for me, I sort of really hate both these teams. And so I was not compelled because I couldn't really decide if I wanted the Braves to lose because I don't like them or if I wanted the Astros to lose because they were cheaters a couple years ago. So I was very torn. It was very hard for me with this series because I had two teams that I really had a very similar level of dislike for a number of reasons. Not to the level that I hate the Red Sox at all, but certainly it was a conflicting series for me to try to really, really get into pitch by pitch because... Of uh, it being two teams, I really just dislike. So that's where I am. And I, I could see Mayor's big smile on his face because how excited he is that the Braves won and, and didn't choke this one away like they've done many, many times in the past.
1: Well, having been a Braves fan pretty much my entire life, the, you know, the one thing that you did learn, even when the years where they had 100 losses, I was a fan, but the years where they had the 14 years where they had all the success that they did, you know, the one thing that Bobby Cox said is because, you know, you get to the playoffs and it's a crapshoot from there. You have to remember that. And you try to keep that in perspective.
4: I, can I have a, a quick, um, Real just a quick that. question for, for Allie. So I'm, I looked up at Dansby and, um, I don't know with, with, with the beard. He, he's not, I, he's not a looker, but then, so it's when his prefer? hair
2: is like flowing when he's walking or when he's trotting around the bases. He's just got that look of oh. just pure sexual, like just, oh I don't Facial
3: know. Facial hair or no his name's, his name's Dansby.
2: Yeah. Like I mean, that's the most
3: Chris Whittingham name I can think of.
4: His I last name is His
3: girlfriend's
2: team. also very pretty. She's on the US women's team, I think. She
4: doesn't so look. Love- I'll look her up next. But but Dansby, um, so with facial hair or without facial hair?
2: Either or facial hair doesn't bother me. It, no, he it just works, looks works, better yeah. clean
4: shaven from, from from these pics that I see here. But yeah, I just now, I saw
2: I saw him hitting a home run on Twitter or something. I was like, ooh, who is this guy? All right, let's go, graves.
4: I understand. So Dansby Swanson's girlfriend. Yeah, know,
2: Mallory you, Q. So Mallory you Q. Just,
1: the fact that the, the thing that I'm important to me as a Braves fan is now that they've won is to not be an irritating fan. You notice I haven't posted anything about in your face or any of this other stuff, I'm, but I'm kind of like John as a fan in regards to, I want my team to win. I I'm a nervous wreck during the games, but I'm like John. And the fact that when the, when the Falcons or wh- whatever team loses, you know, I, I, it's not going to ruin my day. I'm not going to be angry with my wife or treat people ugly and you know, the, the other side of that is I didn't, I didn't hit a ball. I didn't tackle anybody you know I didn't have any real part of it. I'm excited that they won, but I, I haven't really accomplished anything other than having the right logo on my hat. I try to keep it in perspective that way. And I think broadcasting games changes that a lot too, for me, you know, you have to kind of be objective, but I'll tell you until that last out was recorded last, I don't care that it was seven enough. And I don't care. There were two outs in the ninth inning with nobody on Uh high pucker factor in the Santini house. <laughs>
3: When when the Cavs won in sixteen, I'm standing up watching because there was a few seconds left on the clock and Golden State was getting the ball. And my wife's like, "They're gonna win! They're gonna win!" I'm like, "No, the the game's not over. <laughs> it's not over." And I'm and she's like jumping up and down, excited. And I'm like, "Stop it! No, there's there's a half second left."
0: <laughs> I totally understand you, that choice. Yeah.
2: You, see, the last time I like watched or followed football that was when Carolina made the Super Bowl against the Broncos. That was February 7th, 2016, because Lucy was due February 8th, 2016. So I was a nine-month pregnant lady, stressed out Panthers fan, hoping Cam can finally pull it off and just screaming at my TV. It was snowing that day. I remember I remember running outside just yelling, Fuck when he fumbled it. Um, So that's why I like I don't have teams anymore just because of how stressed out I got. And I'm surprised it didn't induce labor because
1: she was eight days late. But yeah, he fumbled it and showed no inclination to want to pick it
0: up.
2: No fucking garbage cam.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I'm uh, I'm surprised that Billy is like such a huge Marlins fan, given how much he sort of talks about the whole idea stresses him out or like like he seems like not the worst kind of fan, but the fan that you'd like be worried about, like he's going to drive himself bananas and
2: he's like know. in an emotionally abusive relationship with the
0: Marlins. Yes, but he seems okay with it. And then it's other times and he's just, he he at the stage of
2: like, like grief that he's just an acceptance.
0: Now, <laughs> You might be right. Allie. That's it. That's probably a good way to say it. All right. Twice. We're going to toss it over to you. You've got a lapik for us to, uh, hammer up. Yeah. They were talking about,
3: uh, their favorite holiday is in random order. And I was just wondering what, what, what's everyone's you know top three holidays. We can go two, one, three, if that makes everyone happy.
1: Well, I'm <laughs> going to go three, two, one, and I'll start off what it isn't and it's not a half birthday and it's not a birthday and it's not a birthday month or even a birthday week. Okay. And again, maybe some of that comes with age. I'm twice the age of, of Jessica and, um, mm-mm. I mean, and a lot of times, I mean, I don't publish when my birthday is. My friends know when my birthday is. It's not on Facebook. It's not listed. I don't post anything. My wife doesn't post anything, but anyway, top three holidays. Uh, I would go with Thanksgiving as uh, number three. I would go with Christmas Eve for the same reasons they talked about. I think Billy had kind of touched on the fact that a lot of times Catholics will do a lot of our, our stuff on, on Christmas Eve. So there's a lot of family, a lot of memories associated with that. And then 4th uh, of July is my favorite, uh, simply because it's my wife's and it's my wife's favorite. And so we, you know, I'd go and help organize a parade here and have the fireworks, even though I'm not a fan of individual fireworks. I like, I like the splendor of professionally done fireworks and it's usually cookout. It's pretty
0: chill time. So those are my top three. So, yeah, I'm going to agree, Mayor. I, the, the idea that a birthday is a holiday is just utterly idiotic. I, I can't understand who would actually think that a birthday is a holiday. It's not. Um, as far as my three favorite holidays, I'm going to start off number three for me would be July 4th. Um, I do enjoy the summer, the hot weather, the cookouts. I enjoy the fireworks. Again, the professionally is definitely much better than the local or the individual. Um, although when I was growing up, I would get every piece of firework I could get. And my dad, whose background was in science, used to make our own homemade gunpowder and make some stuff ourselves that we would sort of blow up for fun. But um, for me, number two would be Thanksgiving. I love a good turkey leg and I just love the family and the camaraderie and not the laziness necessarily, but the more relaxed nature that a Thanksgiving holiday to me tends to be. Obviously there's a lot of cooking to do, a lot of cleaning to do, but it can happen over hours. It can be relaxing. You can have a little bit, you watch a little TV, you watch some football, you come back. You know, it's the whole thing. And then for me, number one is Christmas. And unlike you, Mayor, I don't necessarily separate Christmas Eve and Christmas. I think we're all sort of together. But my feelings are very similar. I have a lot of good memories of of Christmas Eve as an Italian, the seven fishes and different things that we would do at different times. And just, I mean, I'll be very honest. I want twice as much presents as everyone else in my house combined get me as many as you can get me. I don't care. I want quantity and quality and I'm selfish in that matter. That said, I'll buy you a ton of stuff too, but I want as many presents as, as I can get. And I really do love Christmas. What about you rally? I see a smile on your face. So you're, uh, okay. So I'm, I'm going,
2: well, I'm going a different route for holidays. So my number three is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Power to the people! I don't want none of that smoke, not including him on my list. Number two is Veterans Day. Thank you for your service. And number one has to be Memorial Day. Again, thank you for your service, taking the the greatest sacrifice, protecting us. It's also the pinnacle of motorsports that day. In the morning, it's the Monaco Grand Prix. In the early afternoon, it's the Indy 500. And in the evening, it's the Coca-Cola 600. So that is the best day on planet Earth. Thank you for those who died to protect us. And thank you for a thousand horsepower.
1: Thank you for
4: making us garbage people, Allie. (laughs) What do you got, John? All right. I was mulling this over in my head. Um, I have some of the same ones, Allie's, but not for the same reason, uh, purely uh, selfish reasons. So um, I'm sorry. No. (laughs) Written MLK. How can you be for MLK and be a racist? I I don't know about that one. I'm going to go in no particular order. So, um, I would say Memorial day and, and just because I get an extra day off, um, so, sorry to be so, so kind of, uh, superficial there, but, um, I like it because it's not just some, it's, it's one of the bank holidays. So everybody has it off, including my friends. And, and so sometimes you can, you can get together with your friends and have a good time. Um, everyone together, especially now with, with family, I'm going to go Hanukkah. Um, not for me so much as for my kids now, you know, with the family, uh, seeing them, you know, open up the presents and, 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 you know, uh, assuming that they're not socks or or t-shirts, they get very happy. Um, so I'm going to go Hanukkah there. Which night of Hanukkah? That's a good question. Um, the way we do it is we give them, uh, not just one president night. Cause we have so much family and they're sending stuff together. So sometimes they will get one or two days. Uh, I mean, you know, two or three things a, a day, uh, from, from us and, and family. Um, man, that's a good one. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with four. Yeah. Four.
2: That's Billy Gill's gill's favorite number.
4: Good choice. Go so, see great minds think alike. And then finally, I think, um, I think I'm going to go 4th of July again, because it, everybody has it off uh, and I get a chance to hang out, not just with my family, but, but with my friends, I guess the theme here is hanging out with friends. I I'm, I'm a person who likes friendsgiving. giving. Um, we haven't done it in a while, but when I was single and, and didn't have um, really much motivation to go home, that's why I don't say Thanksgiving. Cause um, sometimes not sometimes. Every time I go home, it's stressful, and, and there's just so much stuff. So Thanksgiving's not even on my list. But Friendsgiving is because that, that was always fun when we used to do that. So um, I'm going to go. Thank, uh, Friendsgiving's going to be four, even though you asked for the top three. So it's it's Memorial Day in no particular order, Memorial Day, Hanukkah, and Fourth of July.
1: By the way, my fourth is Billy Gill
4: Day, but um, I jumped in again. No, that, that's that's very smart, actually.
0: That so just made it. That's my fifth. So, John, do you feel you need to quali- qualify a friendsgiving? Like, I just think of Thanksgiving as people you like or love all getting to get eating some food. I don't necessarily. I mean, I understand the idea behind calling it friendsgiving, but like, I've had friends that have come over for Thanksgiving at my house, or I've gone to their house or in college, we just did one. And we just thought of it as Thanksgiving with, with again, others that, you know, you, you were sort of liked or loved. I don't know. Well, I, I think the distinction is that when we
4: did Friendsgiving, it was never on Thanksgiving. Okay. So it was either before or after. And it was, it was generally a big group of friends. There was, there really wasn't family. It was just like, uh, all of us who knew each other for a long time and we'd all, you know, potluck, somebody would fry a Turkey, somebody would bring some sides, some desserts, and that would be Friendsgiving, which would be completely different than Thanksgiving, which might be a couple of days before. And for, for a time, I know a bunch of my friends had this, had this um, root, not routine. That's not the right word, but, um, but they would play Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving day football before you know um th- friendsgiving or Thanksgiving so I made it to one or two I think one of those one time uh but I think it was you know in that whole spirit you spend the time with your friends and and it's different than the Thanksgiving that you spend with your family you know trying to avoid topics and and, and those types of things okay
0: fair enough so rights what about you I know Thanksgiving Canada's is on a different day but how do you guys uh what's your opinion? Yeah, Canadian Thanksgiving is trash compared to American
3: Thanksgiving. Um, Just because it's just a long weekend. It's not a, you know, it doesn't take place on a Thursday. You don't get Friday and Wednesday off, too. It's not enough time to go see everybody. Uh, So I'd put Thanksgiving as number three. I'm going to put Memorial Day as number two because it's just the start of summer. Uh, Barbecues, you know, you don't get to see people all weekend. It's nice to, or all all winter, it's nice to, you know, that's sort of when you get to see people, the start of everything. And I'm going to say Canada Day is number one, which is pretty much the same as July 4th. It's just July 1st instead of July 4th.
4: So the Thanksgiving that you put number three is Canadian Thanksgiving, not American Thanksgiving.
3: No, no. I'm putting American Thanksgiving. Oh, okay.
4: So Canadian Day for the number one. Yes.
3: Yes. It's it's the same thing. It's just Canada's version of July 4th. Yeah, I'm
4: like no, right I'm writing this down. But no, Like a dog bones. with a bone. No, that's like Greg, <laughs>
3: baby.
0: So mayor, hit us with something. I know you got a ton of topics. And, I, I've uh, got a ton. I've, I've got
1: it. You know, in addition to the Braves and to the to the election winning, I've had a a really exciting. Uh, on social media, 24 to 48 hours as, as we record this, um, I was, I was honored, uh, that today on today's show, a little shout out from Billy said he was mentioned mayor Matt, which was very kind of him being ex- happy for the happy for me that the Braves won. He wasn't happy that the Braves won. I thought that was very kind of him. He, uh, sent me a direct message earlier this morning that, uh, just said congrats. And I sent him back. Thank you. And in playing on the, the topic they had with, uh, Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes about Patrick Mahomes being washed up. I said the chiefs would be five and two without Alex with with Alex Smith as their quarterback. And, uh, he's, he just wrote back facts.
0: God bless football.
1: So that, all right. Uh, Chris Cody, uh, reacted uh, to a Twitter. We interacted on, on the public Twitter side. Uh, I sent Roy a direct message earlier today about something. And, uh, he replied to me in in a very nice exchange. And so that's, I'll let that stay private, but, um, that was, you are right a lot high, me, I, I don't, I don't think Roy reaches out to a lot of people. And the fact they did that, I really appreciated that. In addition to that, uh, Chris long, you know, I've been named the first mayor of the green light podcast and, uh, he and I, inter- I had a little public interaction with him as well. So I'm just been smitten with all this public attention. It's, uh, it's, it's great. So maybe I need to work on getting a blue check of some sort, (laughs) but, uh, that's, that's, that's my Greg Cody impersonation. And I just being totally self-absorbed. Let's move on to something a little bit more interesting. We're going to continue to go around the horn with this. I'll go first. So you've got time to to try to brush this up. Everybody has to participate though. Okay. Can we all agree on that? All right. Today on the show, Mike Ryan was doing his Lou Holtz impression. I want to hear everybody's Lou Holtz impression. I'll go first. This isn't a new one to me because you see, I've I've been talking like Lou Holtz for several years now, and I've often tried to Lou Holtz open up a sandwich shop where he could serve soup and sandwiches, and kind of talk about football a little bit. There's my Lou Holtz. That Man, was not my best effort, I, but uh, but I th- thought that was the excellent. one. I, that's the one that's been recorded.
0: I actually was not a fan. Right, Aunt, of, you're of next. I was not a fan of most of his uh, Lou Holtz stuff today. The whole. Sargento Char- trying to get his. Uh, <laughs> so I really wasn't a fan I didn't think I mean I get the joke I just didn't necessarily And I don't like Lou Holtz I really don't
1: You're but not playing I, the game right
0: Well because I, I suck I want at your I suck at impersonations.
1: I, want a, I want a Lou Holtz impersonation
0: Just do um, a Sylvester the cat Losing with the Jets There's my Lou Holtz impersonation
1: All right Schweitz you're next slide. That was, that was bad. Allie, we're going to go to you next. Sur-dental. Save the best for last John, knock it out of the park.
4: All right. Let me try this. He goes, uh, well, uh, oh, I don't
2: know.
1: Oh, oh that was good. That was great. Thank you all for participating with that. Uh, there was a conversation about eating pumpkin seeds. Quick uh, poll. Do you? Roast the pumpkin seeds and eat them. John,
0: do you do that? My dad does. I do not.
1: Allie
2: never had them.
0: Aunt, hell yes, and twice on Sunday. I love me some pumpkin seeds. Oh, I buy them in off season. I will buy them at the store, and I'll eat bags and bags and bags of them. I love pumpkin seeds. I used to love them too. Schweitz uh, occasionally, but not every year.
1: Yeah, I, I should have known. I mean, you're, if if it's not a chicken finger, you're not eating it. I I understand.
3: <laughs> My wife makes them. We just didn't get pumpkins. <laughs> uh,
1: right. Congratulations to the folks at Meadowlark for having a deal with Apple TV Plus. They're going to be creating some content for, uh, I guess, documentaries and that type of thing. So the the Meadowlark family is is expanding a little bit that way. I think that's good. If you listened to Stupidity last week, Billy, uh, they they had on a, a fortune teller, a witch. And a ghost hunter had all three of them. And Billy told the story about, he's got an issue in his house where he has a light coming that, uh, above the stove that just kind of comes on. And the fortune teller, the fortune teller said that, uh, or the tarot card reader, whatever that's called, they did a tarot reading and said that uh, he did indeed have a ghost in the house and so not an electrical problem. It was a ghost. And uh, she even went so far as they asked some other questions she pulled up an app so they could talk to the ghost and the ghost's name is Stella. They think the ghost's name is Stella. So I was curious to know if anybody else thinks that the ghost's last name is Artois um, <laughs> would be my, would be my, I punched that it ghost
4: is. right in the face.
1: The witch, the witch, well, give said me a Stella. That the, the witch, well, you need to listen to, to see what the witch said about it and what the ghost hunter, he got varying advice. Cause uh, Billy was, it was all over the place with that, but that was, that was really neat. I enjoyed that episode. Speaking of episodes, we often talk about some of our favorite bits and, and features on the show. You know, Ron McGill is a constant one. Of course, Greg Cody Tuesday is a big thing. God bless football has turned into it is so high energy, so high impact. I just absolutely love it. Are y'all loving it
4: as much as I am? I am, I am except, loving it. Everything except the Stupart. <laughs>
0: I'm loving it. Everything the else Gronks. is
4: fantastic. The Grom. I'm loving
0: Jabba. I'm loving. I'm loving all of it. It's 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 fantastic. Mojo.
4: Mojo is wonderful. Mojo, right, is, Mojo is Mojo. great. Mojo is great. And and Mojo seems like a like a genuinely good per, like nice good person um who who uh, perhaps was
0: corrupted by the gronks. Ah, he but seems like a perfectly sensible nice loving and caring meathead. Like, like he <laughs> no, he said that he didn't no, party in at all. So I know, I but he comes him. across as one. Like, I don't know. I just, I, he's, to me, he's lovable and great, and I love it. I, 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 lo- I love him on, on Fridays.
4: I like it. I, I would prefer it with, with another co host. That's all I'm saying.
0: Schweitz, you had a comment? I was
1: just saying,
3: uh, Mojo, you know, said that he didn't party in college, and it's just so unbelievable to me just listening to him talk. That what is he? Well,
1: What is his backstory? I don't know who he is. I mean, he he works for TMZ
3: Sports. He went to Maryland. Uh, He played, yeah, he played professional football for a little bit, but didn't last too long. Um, And then he was a professional wrestler, which is why he talks the way he does. He's, you know, he's trained in that sort of exciting um, vernacular. And uh, from there, he's, I think he's retired from wrestling and now he, he. does entertainment news and and sports
1: news on TMZ and Bitcoin and, and crypto stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Allie, what about you? God bless football.
2: I haven't listened to it, but I guess from your y'all's high praise of it, I might have to give it a whirl. Fridays are usually like my catch up on other podcast day. Um, So I try not to, the only stuff I listen to on Fridays is the club and they didn't have it last week. So they probably forgot to do that, but yeah, I'll have to give it a chance, but yeah, Fridays are usually my catch up on Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90.
1: Gotcha. Well, give God bless football a whirl. It is definitely worth it. Uh, that is the good. I'm going to give you the bad. There's this new commercial. uh, You brought up crypto a second ago with Mojo. There's the commercial, this commercial with Matt Damon, Uh, man. Have you seen that with him and he's selling it? It ends up being a commercial for crypto and he's walking through this kind of museum thing. It, if you have everybody shaking their head, like they haven't seen it. So this is going to be like a fart in church, but I mean, it's, it is one of, it is so Matt Damon, get over yourself. Um, it is so overhyped. It is just so it's trying to be something that is just, it's an irritating as hell commercial. So more
2: like Matt Layman.
0: Hey, oh, yeah, I'm not, so- I'm not a fan. I mean, I like Matt Damon. I'm not a fan of the commercial. It's just like, it seems very, I don't know, lowbrow or like low rent. Like, what are you doing, Matt? Like, you're hawking some crap you probably have no clue about just because they threw you some money. I was I was disappointed as a fan of Matt Damon overall and his movies that, that he was doing this. And I don't know. It just seemed very like, how much can you pay me to stand here and read off? The script for you guys now, like, I don't know. I was just not a fan of it.
1: And, I'm, and it. I'm a Matt Damon fan. I've got nothing wrong with him at all. The other thing that irritates me about that commercial, if you look when it shows the right uh, brother, is it this one, uh, is this it? Yes, is it? yes, okay. Yes. Where he's walking through this museum and, but it shows, uh, one of the right brother on the, on the right flyer talks about people that are adventurous and choose not to, and then other people that do, and it shows, the Wright brother um, sitting on a crate, sitting upright, flying the right flyer. He, historically, he was lying down, down. On, on the way. He was not sitting up. So it's like, why are you doing something? You know, you're trying to, anyway, the fact the, the factual inaccuracy of that, along with the, the highbrow, just over the top, this is so important and we're selling crypto. You know, and, and the other thing is, is there's some people that have disposable income that take on that can take on this kind of thing, but you're, you're trying to encourage common people who may or may not have the means to invest in something. That's at least it's, I guess it's just like currency. Now it's, it's, it's a form of currency. That's not backed by anything. Um I don't know. It's just kind of bizarre to me.
4: And There's a little guts in everyone.
1: Maybe I'll be the one left behind with the crypto stuff or, or maybe I have a bunch of it and I don't want you to know, but those are the topics I've got. I won't get into the other things. The, uh, the pumpkin contest i think will be interesting when that occurs next tuesday and uh, i'll be cheering uh for greg and uh, speaking of greg his podcast the greg cody show uh with greg cody more and more yeti getting worked into that yeti's got a a, a parody song that was on there this week that was another fantastic job and uh, the 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 chemistry between chris yeti and greg has really developed in that show if you're not listening to that podcast give it a listen especially this week it was It was really well done. And I'm enjoying that one more and more each week.
4: So uh, Aaron Rodgers is a jabroni, right? Like complete and utter jabroni. Yes,
0: 1,000%.
4: Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. That's right. right. This guy. um, So I I thought I'd I'd bring that up uh, just because I was, I had a little inkling that he might be, he might be a little off, you know, because he was doing all this. Oh, let me go talk to the Dalai Lama. Let me do the, you know, um, a little bit. And, and then this came out. And at first, uh, I think I, I saw Jeremy Tache, uh, you know, come up on the timeline and he's like, man, if he, I think he, he made the statement like, Oh, he lied about this. And then I had read the clip. I said, Oh, he's immunized. I wonder if he just misspoke. And then I heard the, 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 um, the audio of somebody asking him, Hey, are you are you vaccinated? And he says, Yeah. And they talked about this on the show. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, word salad after that. And I made a point on Twitter to say, listen, if somebody asks you a question and the answer is yes, everything after that uh is in context to that, you know, to that answer, which is yes, affirmative. Um, and, and there's other people trying to do these little verbal gymnastics, and, and it's just not going to work and man can can somebody fall from from high on top so quickly i i don't know if he's going i mean he'll be he'll still be a good qb and all but i don't think he's going to have this the reverence that he had uh before this this little scandal until he's on the steelers next year
0: yeah it's to me it's the i mean well there's two parts of it for me one it's the line like he was asked directly and he answered directly and it was bullshit um, and then the other thing that bothers me, sort of, and this is more less about Riders, more about the NFL. Like other players have rightly gotten criticism, Cole Beasley, Kirk Cousins, some coaches out there who refuse to get vaccinated were given direct problems. And Aaron Rodgers, seemingly until today, has since been able to skate with his similar stance of not getting. N- not getting vaccinated. And, and I, for one, who was a Rodgers fan, was, was very disappointed. Again, more so with the lies than necessarily him choosing to be stupid and not get vaccinated. But I don't know. It's just, it, it was very disappointing. And I'm intrigued to see, what do you all think? You think Dan will actually address it? Because you know, Dan likes Aaron Rodgers. He spoke to him once on South Beach. I'm sure he's going to want to again. Is he going to be critical of him? Is he going to just ignore the topic? What do you think is going to happen?
1: All right. So have you ever seen a pile of dog poop wipe, walk to it, and just put your foot right in it intentionally? Probably Mm -hmm. not. I'm going to do that right here because I know what I'm going to get, and I'll probably get it from from the four of y'all, and that's fine. But I I want the tact I want to take from this. First of all, I'm vaccinated. I believe in vaccinations. I believe you should get vaccinated. My tact is more about Dan. And this is the second, I'm going to give another instance, but. He's, you know, he, he's idolized Aaron Rogers for a while. Okay. And now he's, he's going to be put in an uncomfortable position and I'll be, I'll wait to see what he's got. I have friends that, that don't believe in vaccinations. I have friends that have been that for various reasons, some for religious, some for the political and, but they're still my friends. They've got different views than me on things. I've got friends that are on every side and every angle of the political persuasion and, I'll go back to the Masvidal example, where Vidal was a friend of the show, was kind. They had some great content. He was fun. He was playful. They had actually, I thought, a very good South Beach session that Dan had with him. And yes, he went deep on the QAnon stuff, which I don't necessarily, I don't agree with it. But if he's still a kind person to you, 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 he's just a person that has a different perspective. And they've kind of cut him out of the life. And then I knew John was going to, John's going to break his neck, <laughs> shaking his head back and forth. If you mm-hmm. judge everybody on a litmus test on every single thing, you're eventually, you shouldn't agree 100% with every single person. I don't agree with what Aaron Rodgers did, but he, he could just be, he could still be your friend. He could just be a friend that did something stupid or did something selfish or did something that you absolutely agree with
0: or disagree with. I disagree with your take, but I mean, he was asked a direct question and lied. He didn't, wasn't Um, asked a direct question and said, like Kyrie said, it's personal choice or LeBron early on said, it's a personal thing between me and my family. He openly said, I am to then come back and later find out, oh, you're not like uh, to me. He's, I understand we've gotten to a point in sports where the sport, the athletes don't want to have to deal with. media they want to go to the players tribune or they want to go do their own podcast or do whatever to get their position out there i just felt it was very much a disappointing how blatantly he lied about it i agree with
1: every i agree with every word of your previous answer yeah i didn't just want to repeat it i mean he just you know I, i just again like you said he lied john said that he lied i agree that he lied and he's absolutely wrong he ought to get fined by the nfl and all this other stuff. John, jump in there. I don't want to take up too much of it.
4: Well, I just want to, I'll take, I'll take the Aaron Rodgers stuff first. Not only did he lie, but he also broke certain protocols in trying to keep that lie. And in doing so, he he put others at risk, not just his teammates. There's plenty of people on football, uh, on f- during football games, uh, people who interview you, you're what the water boy. So, you know, it, it's more than just lying. It's, it's lying and then putting people at risk. And and with respect to your friends, your friends told you, as as jabroni as they may be, hey, I don't do, I'm not this because of X Y Z. He didn't do that. He he said, oh no no yeah, I'm, because he was comiendo mierda with with another sapingo there doing uh, a homo- homeopathic uh, COVID nineteen uh, uh, nonsense. So. I mean, we can't, there's a, there's a false equivalency there, you know, just because they both were anti-vax doesn't mean that, you know, one lied about it and and your friends, you know, did it. So I think there's that. And then back to the whole um, uh, Masvidal and stuff, it, again, it's not that he has a different political view is that this person actively was um, promoting somebody who, who then, among, among everybody else from from what it's coming to light now in the shipping container did not support uh moreover he was supporting all these uh the uh QAnon theories that were basically devastating um uh facts and and reality and stuff and so again it It's not just, oh, I support uh, lower taxes or, you know, and that, you know, that's why I'm a Republican or I, you know, I support uh, uh, people, everybody getting health care. And that's why I'm a Democrat. It's hey listen. I think JFK Jr. is going to come back. I'm going to stand on this parade and all the, you know, and and everything else and the pizza stuff and the uh, all that stuff. This guy was for. And and that's not you don't you don't provide a platform to somebody who's like that. I don't care how how good he was. I don't care what presence he brought you. Um, you know, it, it's just it's it would be irresponsible because those are airwaves that reach like you know according to their to their downloads millions of people. So
0: I, I would have to strongly disagree. And I'll just jump in, Matt. I agree with you. I have friends who I disagree with, probably vehemently politically wise. And that's okay. But I think what Rogers did and some of what Mosfidal did is different than necessarily I have a friend who doesn't who doesn't want to provide X, Y, or Z, or does want to do you know, like you know, like I have a friend I know for a fact he voted for Trump the first time. I don't know if he voted for him the second time. I'm not going to ask the question partly because I don't want to have an answer that maybe disappoints me. (laughs) But at the same time I can respect him and his views because I know he's a smart, intelligent, caring person with a wife and kids and all this other stuff. And I think, you know, sometimes we look at athletes and sort of put them on a pedestal and
2: yeah, it's somewhat more
0: devastating when they sort of jump off pedestal and kick it to the ground because you want them to be not even your heroes, but you want to look, you, you want to say, Oh, that was a great play. And you get excited. We talked about this earlier. You get excited when your teams are doing well, you know, it, it brings you joy, brings you happiness, brings you all these things. And sometimes it's just, we get disappointed at people. We probably shouldn't going back to Barkley saying I should be a role model for your kids. You should be a role model for your kids. You know, anyway, but I, I agree with you that it's very easy to have fr- or very, understanding to have friends in your life that you may not t- agree with everything. As long as there's open and honest communication, I think is what's, what's important. Allie, you got anything or are you going to let us s- stand on these well, minds?
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, when it regards to Masvidal, you should be happy, John, that he got absolutely sent to another galaxy by Kamara Usman a few months ago, and then he's going to get rocked by Leon Edwards in December. So that's something to look forward to. Um, but with, but with Aaron Rogers, um, I feel like Dan, could do this if, as long as he separates the personal from the professional and not just go all hard in um, just kind of call him out for it, but then just kind of leave it at that. Like, I don't want to hear from Aaron Rodgers. I thought his interview was kind of boring whenever he was on with Dan. Like, I don't want to hear what he has to say because I feel like the signs were all kind of around us. We just chose to kind of ignore it of the kind of person he truly is. Um, especially with his fiance, all the crazy stuff she does, all her DIY side projects and making her own toothpaste and making her own medicines and stuff. Like no wonder Aaron fell in love with her. They're kind of like the same person. I also feel like Dan is kind of just trapped in that. He thought he was somebody who he's clearly not. And the fact that he just kept repeating over and over today that, oh, I haven't seen that report that he wasn't vaccinated. I haven't seen that. It's like, that's the first thing I saw on Twitter. Not that he was out. It was the fact that he wasn't vaccinated so it's just dan just needs to come to terms with aaron is this person regardless of what you want him to be this is this is who he is and you can still be friends with him it's just on a professional level you just need to call him out
0: and also one thing that's sort of disappointed me about dan more recently and i'll try not to get too political what about to say he seems to really try to talk up the devil's advocate of whatever art like we know where he stands on vaccinations he thinks people should get him yet. Oftentimes he talks about what feels like some mental gymnastics to sort of. It's okay if you don't do it because X, Y, or Z, but wait, like your opinion is, your opinion is this, why are you talking the opposite? I don't know. Sometimes it's more recently. It's bothered me. Some of the, not that you can't have those opinions, but he seems to be spotting opinions that are opposite of opinions. He actually has just it's sort the, of, but like,
2: gots, uh, it's yeah. that, it's that part of Dan that it's it's coming out more. Often and I feel like it doesn't really
0: need to. I think it- he can talk about it, but he seems to almost lean into it at too high a rate sometimes. And I, I know certainly yeah. not that the Reddit is a good barometer for 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 how the show is doing. You get a lot of people who complain, like, what is he like, why is he doing this? We know what your opinion is. Why are you sort of going over the top to give the alternate view? Um, when you don't necessarily give your view for 20 minutes, never mind the ultimate view for 20 minutes.
4: I'm so mad. He wasted the Dalai Lama's time. I mean, I care. I care a lot. Uh,
2: it's a, it's a my, bad year my, for Jeopardy host. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> I mean, my, my point is, is I judge people, how they treat me and their level of kindness. I've got friends that believe in several different things. I got friend. I got friends that I vehemently, if I have friends that we have, get that are vehemently political that I on either, on either side, I just avoid the, the topic of politics. Um, if I have, again, if, if it's the vaccination issue, I just try to find those commonalities. And as long as they're a kind person, we could just agree to disagree on that one particular thing. And that's,
4: again, everybody has their own way of dealing with people and that's mine. Yeah. So I would just say like, um, there's people that, that friends or former friends that, that there were, that I thought they were fine, whatever. And it was, and they treated me perfectly well. Right. But when I found out their beliefs, and how, what they believe should be, you know, how they should treat other people or how other people should be treated. That's, that's when I said, you know what, that's fine. You treat me up. That's fine. We went to college. That's fine. We, did all this stuff, but, but it has to be more than just me, you know, and I, if I find out that their belief system um, is, you know, uh, is, is clashes with my belief systems to to not not just about uh, you know uh, uh trickle down economics or something like that i'm talking about substantial stuff right like how do you treat people you know how do you treat a uh, uh or how do you the fundamental like things that i think make you a decent person then i got no time for you you know that that and that's my view
0: i i i completely understand that i mean given what mayor said so far i think he he does as well so um getting a little heavy tonight.
1: Say, I, I think the last I yeah, we got heavy here towards the end. Jeez. Um, but just What's remember we, I thought we were told we were supposed to respect all perspectives. I thought that was the message of 2020. And you know, not well, that I, you have to not that you have to accept those perspectives, but you should be willing to hear all of them, and not that you should have to be, you know, accept I, and again, I'm in no way. Wait a second, I am in no way saying that the perspective of people that don't treat people equally or treat people Again, I'm I well, I'll let my own actions in my life. Anybody that knows me knows
4: how I feel on, on those kinds of things. So I won't even have this to This is your
2: in my pro to a column moment.
4: I, I I do hear them. There's degrees and when something is to such a degree, then that th- it just doesn't deem like some people are like, Oh, you have to give the other side. No, I don't have to give the other side. Not not if it's so far off you don't want to give it any type of uh uh, oxygen so it can, so it can fuel, you know, fuel and, and burst into flames. That's but
2: why I'm anyways, Martin Luther King Jr. is on my list of favorite
4: holidays. So what's in the drawers today?
1: Uh you know what? We haven't, uh, we haven't really delved in here in uh, last week or so. Let's see what I got here. Uh, let's see. I've got a, uh, this is a 24 karat gold ingot. I don't know why it's in there. Um, that's interesting. Oh, I've got more currency here. We're just dripping money over here at the Santini house. This is a a loony. I don't know what it is. It looks kind of loony. I don't know if that's from Germany. I don't know what country that's from, but it's some money from I might have been You know what that's from Japan when I went to Japan. That's okay. some kind of Japanese money. No, that's Love not it. cuz it's a wrong alphabet. Anyway, nothing uh, too <laughs> exciting that I was able to find here. <laughs> I've got perhaps the world's smallest uh, crescent wrench, which I don't know why uh, you would ever use something that small. And I've got a, uh, this is a two mini, uh, two mini splitter adapter for uh, audio. So that's, that's all. Um, that's all I'm willing to share tonight.
4: Yeah. I have, for some reason, a um, masonry, like three eighth inch uh, bit for some reason that's in here. I have a USB wireless adapter. Ooh. Just in case. Um do you know what it what the other side goes to? Well, it's a USB on the one side and the wireless like it converts your you plug it into your USB and it gives you a, a it's a wireless NIC basically. Oh, okay. network interface card. Um, gotcha. paper clips and uh Oh this I, I don't know why I find these so fascinating. But like those garment um those garment uh ruler things. Tape measure, yeah. yeah. Tape measure. Yeah, but not like the springy type that that mm-hmm. roll back for for construction. The stuff they use to check your inseam. Check your inseam. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um let's see. Oh, okay. um, an old driver's license. Look at, Look at that young guy. Look at so different without Wow. Injury. Yeah. Oh driver's license. Oh, and stamp. I guess my wife has her. Oh, I when she writes scripts, I guess she has like a stamp. a Yeah.
2: And
4: then the uh the ink for, for
0: said stamp. For said stamp. Okay. Yeah.
4: And some post-its. And that's it. I mean, uh, there's plenty more, but but I, you know, I always learned from the old vaudevillians that said you want to leave them wanting more. So I'll leave them wanting more. <laughs>
0: And so we're going to end it here. We'd like to uh, thank you all for listening. Um, You know, John's, uh, John's desk and May's desk are always um, a wonderful, wonderful, light way to end our pot. So uh, we're going to go out and say, Allie, where can we find you on uh, the Twitterverse? Rooting
2: for Denny Hamlin to crash lap one at Phoenix Raceway on Sunday. Fuck you, Denny Hamlin.
0: (laughs) How many other drivers should he take out when he crashes?
2: All of them except Kyle Larson. I'm rooting for Kyle
0: Larson to win. Okay. John, where can we find you? At hashtag Aaron Rodgers is a jabroni. And uh, reelected
1: mayor. Where can we find you, Matt? You could find me looking for Schweitz. He had to jump off. He had a little something going on. But thanks to (laughs) Schweitz for for joining us tonight. You can find me. uh, I'll I'll play it straight. At Santini Matt on Twitter.
0: And I'm at Stiano. S-T-A-I-A-N-O. Thanks for joining us and have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can
1: always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.